welcome back to this week's episode of Not Your Normal. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And I'm your other co-host, Jordan. And this week, we are (laughs) joined by a very special guest. Goes by the name of Party Perry. Hello, guys. (laughs) Glad to be here. What is up? (laughs) Well, we are super excited to have you. So let's get into things. So yeah, just like start off by telling us about yourself. Are you in school? What? Where do you live? Hobbies? Yeah. Um. So my name's Perry. I'm from Las Vegas. I'm 25. I'm currently applying to law school, which is wild to think about, but I'm planning to go fall 2021. So doing the application process right now, I have my bachelor's degree in healthcare administration with a minor in public health. And I'm working in care right now. And as much as I love healthcare, I realize I don't want to say it's, it's not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it happens understandable that's pretty cool though i saw that you on instagram you just took like a test huh yeah i just took my lsat two weekends ago so it's the entrance exam to apply to law school so like a sat wow yeah that was hard i bought like a tutoring course and that helped so much if you plan to take like any standardized test invest some money have someone teach you some tips it was worth it <laughs> for sure what are some of your hobbies outside of raving cooking cooking is a big hobby of mine hula hooping I'm a hooper I guess I would just say I'm a full artist I recently have gotten into orbiting which is awesome I like just having a little flow I can put in my pocket <laughs> yeah, for real. it's just too big sometimes to take to places um, I'm an avid podcast listener. Um, I wouldn't say really gymming is a hobby, but I recently started working out again. <laughs> you know what? Well, I think it's a hobby. I do it. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but I like to watch your guys' stories, being all cute and stuff. <laughs> Um, so on the topic of like cooking and stuff, tell us a little bit about your drunk kitchen videos yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm allergic to gluten, fun fact. So I really can't eat fucking anything. That sucks. <laughs> That's what got me into cooking because I couldn't really go out to restaurants. I hate like being like super picky, like, do you have a gluten-free like menu? So I just started cooking at home. And I'm an alcoholic. So it just came together. Cheers. So <laughs> yeah. just doing drunk in the kitchen. And I originally did it on Snapchat, like when I was like 18, 19. And then just started just doing it on Instagram and people loved it. I really want to start a YouTube channel because Instagram yes. is just so limited. And I don't know if I would really want to do like HD or IG too. <laughs> I think I would put it on a YouTube, make it more interesting. Yeah, you should for sure. Dude, I would watch all uh, yeah. your drunk I love them. <laughs> I love them. I watch them when I'm drunk. It makes <laughs> me feel like, I feel like everyone kind of has like those drunk moments or at least when I come home from like the bars and I'm like, all right, what snack am I going to make? <laughs> I feel like I'm on my own cooking show. Okay, so tell us how you got introduced into the community. 
Yeah, so I'm originally from Arizona, but I've been in Vegas since third grade, so raised. In EDCs here, everyone knows what EDC is living in Vegas. If you listen to straight up country music, like you know what EDC is, you know the crazy girls in costumes on the strip. And my mom um, has always liked dance music. And she went one year when I was like real, like super young, before they even did like the live streams. And so when they started doing the live streams, my mom would play the live streams and I would just be with her at the house. And I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> so then just watching the live streams and the moment I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to a rave. I need to do this. And then went to my first rave, which was Life in Color, Rosafari. It's like everyone's first rave. <laughs> <laughs> and then just been raving ever since it, last year since the virus was the first year I haven't gone to a show since I was 18 which is crazy oh my gosh how old are you now 25 I turned oh, yeah. 25 in December I'm a Capricorn nice Ooh. I love Capricorns I vibe with them so well <laughs> yeah my boyfriend's a Capricorn so many in our right <laughs> when's your birthday When is your birthday? Oh, mine. Oh, December 23rd. I thought you were talking to your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's like around the time. So what was your first uh, festival experience like for you? So my first festival was EDC Vegas 2015. Um, it was my freshman year of my undergrad at UNLV. I went to the University of Las Vegas and just having classmates who were going and I was like I need to go so I just put on my credit card I was like I'm going <laughs> their way um and it was great I remember I my like first like ever like real outfit was like the fuzzy bra or like tutu and like bra with this like <laughs> oh yeah uh, <laughs> The and I like, just got into like making candies I had like a whole bunch of candy and like perler such so like a candy kid Sure. <laughs> that's honestly iconic and then just following I already knew a lot of the artists because I was going to a lot of shows beforehand Revelation is um, a very large event company here in Vegas and they literally have events every single weekend so I would go to a lot of shows Revelation and then just like I know I want to see this artist so I went to EDC and just meeting the people and just how could you not fall in love with Pasquale and that production like wow incredible and then the people and then the music it's just win-win everywhere <laughs> <laughs> for real <clears throat> what was your first show um Safari, life in color oh yeah but like have you ever been to like any like tiny ones Yeah, that was a tiny show. It was at like a small venue here. The last show that I went to pre-COVID was Blunts and Blondes and Dirt Monkey. Nice. And I left early. I didn't even see Blunts and Blondes. I left early. Never again. Why? <laughs> I know everyone's like, I'm never leaving shows early again <laughs> after COVID. Can't do it. I love Dirt Monkey. Same. 
So how is it being a flow artist? Like, how is that? Like, how did you start getting into that? Raving, obviously. I think maybe two years into raving, I wanted to, like, give back to the community. Just getting, like, glove shows and, like, seeing other hoopers at shows. Like, this is so cool. And then I just had, like, a hula hoop in my garage. Well, first I tried shuffling and shuffling super hard. I don't have the coordination. I wish I could do it because that flow is free. All you need is your feet. I, I think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For wrong. That is so true. <laughs> and then just picked up a hoop in my garage and just went on YouTube and then went in the rabbit hole of YouTube of just spending hours. It was during the summer. So nothing else to do. Spend my time on YouTube. <laughs> and then invested... My friend I met at a music festival in Spring Awakening, her name's Jessie, shout out to Jessie. Um, she sent me her first hoop. So she sent me her first like real hula hoop. And then I just got really into just practicing more. And then I was like, I'm gonna buy my own hoop. And then I just, just been hooping ever since I've been hooping. It'll be five years in July. Wow. Good for you. That's so, so awesome. You. That's insane. You're very talented. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so tell us about living in Vegas, like going to shows, the nightlife. Yeah, um, living in Vegas is definitely crazy. Growing up here sucks. There's literally nothing to do. So like when I turned 21, like I knew exactly what I was going to do, like exactly what was going to like happen. And it was just great. All my friends, we all were just like turning 21, like all at once like all nightlife here never stops like it's weird going to California and they're like the last calls at two I'm like what do you mean the last call that's not a thing here in Vegas <laughs> yeah definitely not you just like hop to like the next place that's open <laughs> and then if you want to go to a club I recommend the win the win for EDM they have a great residency great DJs I've seen Jaws at the win Shaq, DJ Diesel, <laughs> um, Slushy, Valentino Khan, Yellow Claw. And it's just always the EDM community here. I guess nightlife is really strong. And it's just going to shows, knowing people, just getting guests listed. So there was a time I was probably, when I, 22 to probably 23, I was going to the club at least like once a weekend. And then of course there's like little like bars, like because I technically live in Henderson, which is 20 minutes away in the strip, but then there's still like cool, like local bars, like in suburbs. So then like during the weekdays, I would like just go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Honestly, you can come visit. Uh, my family moved to uh, Vegas, like I think five years ago now, um, but we're over by like Centennial Hills. So but I know like before I turned 21 living there, I was like, Nam, what do I do out there? California, <laughs> I would just go to the beach. And Vegas, I'm like, mm, sit in my pool, I guess now. <laughs> and Vegas is beautiful. Like there's so many like hiking and like camping stuff, like outdoorsy stuff. And I'm not outdoorsy. <laughs> I like I do like going on hikes, but it's something that I've don't really do here <laughs> yeah same I'm like mm, no, no, no thank you <laughs> uh, speaking of Vegas tell us a little bit about working with Relita Couture out there yeah 
So I love Rosa and Eric. They have such a special place in my heart. I'll have to tell you the backstory because it's kind of crazy how I even started working for them. I, when you meet people at festivals, just always be nice, just like always be kind. I met this girl at this girl Heather at Phoenix Phoenix Lights like years back, and we've what? just been following on each other's social media and just like following each other's lives for years. And she came to shoot with them, Rolita, and she came to Vegas. And so I just DM'd her, just like seeing if she wanted to hang out. I was like, hey girl, like I live in Vegas. I'd love to just catch up and see you. And she was like down. Didn't even think she was gonna invite Eric and Rosa to our little hangout. Ended up getting tacos of Gordo, which is the best taco spot in Vegas. Had some bomb tacos. And then we rode the link, which is the largest Ferris wheel in the world. And we just all bonded and clicked and she ended up leaving and me, Eric and Rosa just connected and we ended up walking down the strip and then we just been friends. My boyfriend, Eric, her husband, they're like really good friends. And we just have a really good friendship now. <laughs> Two I weeks after um, I hung out with them for the first time, Rosa DM'd me and she was like, would you like to model? And I was like, yes, like, of course. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm like, when is that going to happen to us at Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the dream. But completely random. I didn't even expect to even meet them. I just wanted to see her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you have a favorite look that you've done with her? Ooh. Your guys' photo shoots are so cute. Yeah. Honestly, I love all the looks that we've done. I would say the one that I felt more confident in is when we she did her tropical paradise um, swim line. And then she also did like um, skater skirts. I don't really know like how she labeled them, like, like skater skirts, I guess. And I just feel like so confident and so like beautiful that day. Like it was just, I don't know. So I would say that one just because I really like felt the most Perry, like the most like sexiest Perry could be. I felt that day. Cute. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I know which pictures you're talking about too, and they're so cute. <laughs> like I can see them now. They were like super bright and colorful and fun. So okay, so tell us about the Instagram photo editing class. Yeah, um, I'm like such like do it 100% or do it like not at all. So at first I was just going to do like this one class and like how to edit your photos. And I just felt like that really wasn't enough. So I'm actually starting a whole course, which <laughs> so I'm doing um, a course. It's going to be three weeks, um, three classes. The first class is going to be how to build your brand and what type of content creator you want to be. The second class is going to be how to edit your photos and how to take good quality content. And then the third is going to be how to get brand deals, um, how much you should get paid for posts. If you are just getting, I've realized this, I've only recently been getting paid for being paid for posts, getting free outfits isn't real money. Companies can write that off. Like it's more of a win for the business than it is for you putting in content. That's a lot of work, putting in content and doing all that stuff. So really like negotiating a price for you, I feel like is key. And I feel like a lot of influencers don't get paid. And I think it's un unfair, especially in our community because beauty influencers get 
paid for stuff and it's so like free product for you know this content but you giving me a $20 outfit with me spending makeup which is more than $20 on my face and putting hours on work and editing like no time is money time is money <laughs> spending straight facts that is so true like you don't think about like people really don't think about how much time content creators put into all their behind the scene photo shoots and like product placement photos and nuts. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I've never thought about like the makeup and like if you have to drive or the background of your photos. That's intense. <laughs> And like Tony Dalt, like I appreciate like, you know, brand reaching out and wanting to collab, but sometimes it's not enough. <laughs> I agree. Be real. Yeah. True. How do you, I love all of your looks like you do. So creative. How do you go into like planning a look that you're going to do? Instagram. Um just seeing what other creators are posting and think oh I like really like that top or I really like how they took this photo or um they put flowers in their hair why don't I put flowers in my hair and just like taking little things from other people and kind of putting my own twist on things nice yeah your outfits are so cute I'm looking at them right now (laughs) (laughs) some light talking I need to today I'm going to try to make some reels since I did my makeup might as well this face is beat might as well make some content yeah (laughs) yeah honestly get it done you're like I put all this work into it I'm the same way (laughs) um so for the holidays you did eight days of giveaways tell us a little bit about that and what went into it yeah, so it was totally like a spur of the moment decision. Um, Emma Capotis, she was doing 25 days of Christmas. And I like love the idea. And I was like, that's like so awesome. And then I'm Jewish. And I was like, I kind of want to do like something like that for Hanukkah for like all eight days. And I originally was just going to do it the last night. And like, I'm so like 100%. And I was like, screw it. Why am I just going to do the last night? I might as well do all eight days and actually ended up doing nine days of giveaways. And the first person I messaged was Rolita Rosa. And I was like, hey girl, um, I wanna do this. Would you be willing to help sponsor? And she answered like immediately. And she's like, yes, of course. Asked her a couple of questions of like how really I should present it to people. And she really inspired me. And this was the day before Hanukkah. So I was like, all right, at least I have day one. And then the next morning I reached out to all my brand like affiliates that I'm with and super blessed. They all said yes. And I had, and it was just, just worked out perfectly how it did. So I had my one day, I only knew I was going to have one day Rolita telling everyone that I was going to do eight days and it just, it just worked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. I love that you're 100% about everything. More people need that (laughs) mentality to just go for it. I do need that mentality. (laughs) Like, honestly inspired right now. Go make some content later. 
girl do it maybe not today because i'm feeling a little stressed but maybe another day <laughs> um so you said you're Jewish. So how is it being black and Jewish? Like, how do you deal with the adversity that your community faced these past few months? So I actually converted. My great grandpa is Jewish. So my mom was always around like Jewish, like holidays. And I was raised Baptist. And when I was in middle school, my mom was reading the newspaper and it had the temple that we go to now was like on the front cover. And my mom was like, I'm just going to go. She went, um, said that she was converting. She told the family that she was converting. And she was like, if you guys want to do this with me, you can. I'm not going to force anyone to do it. And I was interested because like at the time, like I would go to church and I'd be like, why am I here? Like, I don't feel spiritually connected to God. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like why am I here? So I was like, okay, mom, like, I'll go with you. And the moment I walked into our temple, I just felt like I had to be there. And as a kid, I just had to do religious school. Um, as an adult, my mom had to do a two-year course, conversion course, a class at the temple. And everyone in the temple was, like, super just, like, supportive. And at the time, it was just me and my mom. We were, like, the only Black Jews there. But now there's, you know, a lot of colors. Like, I don't know, our <laughs> temple, like, there's Hispanics, you know, there's Asians, there's Blacks, you know, there's white people. And at least the temple that I go to, like, I've never, talking to my rabbi, shout out to my rabbi, Axel. He's <laughs> just so welcoming. Like, you could honestly tell him anything and he, no judgment, no judgment. And that's why I love going there. Oh my gosh, I'm going to start crying. So that's oh. like why I converted. Um, being a Black Jew and I guess like the problems that we face, no one I guess really like sees me as both. People just see me as Black. People don't even think what religion I am. So just being Black over the past couple months, over the summer was really hard. Um, George Floyd and then Breonna Taylor. And then I thought you know the protests and things are changing and you know cops behaviors would change and then a month later Jacob Blake happened and it was just like you didn't see all the protests and the outrage and the anger the past two months and you're just gonna he shot him what seven ten times yeah and then also too recently the DA was just like for the Jacob Blake case was like no you know the cop gets to walk free it's frustrating because I just see it like it's plain guilt. Yeah. You, you you can't shoot someone, I think, more than twice without being overkill. And not to um, mention what was happening at the Capitol and how all of those white people we were fine and just stormed in and they let them. And mm -hmm. I've seen like the Capitol police like clapping and giving them like high fives. And I'm glad that they're getting arrested, but like honestly, like they're probably going to get bailed out like Kyle that guy how did he get out of a two billion dollar yeah belt? that and was nuts he's out in the bar underage drinking out in the bar and it's okay it's not it's not okay at all it's really disgusting and that's another reason why I wanted to apply the law because we need more representations of people of color in that field or if it's never 
gonna be this like ever change. And at first, like I have um, a couple of black friends, male friends that wanted to be police officers. And I was really kind of like against it. And I kind of felt like he was betraying like me and like our people, but like looking back at it now and seeing everything, like I'm so glad he needs to be out on the streets with them. He needs to tell them like, that's not okay. And this is right and wrong. Like we need, we need more black people and law and police and fire. I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. My dad was a cop for almost 30 years. So I 100% agree. Like there needs to some, there needs to be someone out there. Like not all cops are bad cops, but there are those out there and you, you need people out there to help hold each other accountable. Um, So I think that's definitely something we could all do better at hopefully this year. So I hope what I'm you're trying to do is that like, like a male or is that like a male dominant job? I would say yes, because isn't most industries male dominant, but like, I don't really know. Sure. <laughs> um, yes. I know a lot. Of, <laughs> I know a lot of female lawyers. My grandma's a lawyer and then like all her girlfriends, they're all lawyers, but I would definitely feel like it is probably dominated by white men. So that's going to be empowering. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inspiring. Making history. Making history moves over here. <laughs> One yes. step at a time. <laughs> yes. What does being a Black raver mean to you? Ooh, um, I guess I would, well, being what Black means to me. I feel like it's always being strong and kind of the way, like not showing a lot of emotions and kind of playing like both sides of not really trying to show like your blackness in quotation marks and like trying to please like society. But when I'm like a raver, I'm also still strong, but I don't give a fuck about what society thinks about me I don't feel like there's any barriers that I have to break that I can be like truly just me in the moment with myself like being black and being like that's what I love about being in the EDM community because it's just like you're just being accepted and it's just like fuck society like I still love you no matter what you look like and give me a hug I don't it's gonna be so weird do you guys think like when rapes come back like trading candy will be a thing because like Oh my god. I've been been thinking about that. that. Like we're gonna have to how are you gonna trade candy six feet apart? Social distancing. (laughs) You think we're gonna have to social distance at raves? I feel like I don't know. We need everyone to get vaccinated for herd immunity to kick in and then we'll see. But I don't know. Oh my god, (laughs) I'm gonna have a panic attack, guys. That who knows we have plane- I think a very long time plane tickets and festival tickets yeah we'll see about those <laughs> do you have any like upcoming shows like planned that you want to go to soon yes um I haven't told anyone this besides like my family oh my god <laughs> what? I got- 
I got asked to be a sponsor influencer for a drive-in rave at the end of February. So I'm super excited for that. I, on, but I haven't been to a rave in Vegas. No, it's in Phoenix. In even February? Better. Even better. You're February coming to us. Uh, you're, you guys live in Phoenix? Yeah. Yes. Okay, we have to meet up, dude. Yes. I'm so down. I'm taking like a couple of days off from work too. So, yeah, it's, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. So <laughs> Wait, and oh my God, maybe the photos will be around the time that the episode drops. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, <laughs> we haven't released the lineup yet. I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping too. I'm it's okay. Yeah. It shows a show, dude. A show a show. show at this point. At this point, yeah, for sure. That is so sick. Congratulations. Yeah, that's huge. That's like a thank you, thank you. And then I have Lost Lands tickets, which I don't know what will happen. And then I had Beyond, which Beyond's not happening in March. I doubt it. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> just got canceled. Yeah. Which is when March? Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's in March. Dang. R.I.P. I'm scared to buy any other tickets. I want to wait until like there's a a festival first and see how it goes. I know. I'm like, 2021 is looking slimmer and slimmer as more people start pushing dates back, and I'm like, stop! It's making me nervous. You know what I've been thinking about is that Jordan and I had finally bought in our EDC tickets that we've been dreaming about going to, right? Right? And then the world shuts down and we don't go. And if that never happened, we would be preparing right now for our second EDC. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's sad. That like you want to cry inside yeah i know we'll get there eventually into the promised land (laughs) we'll see um our governor sisalak we have our state pause just got extended for another 30 days and it's just like 25 percent capacity in like restaurants movies and like hair places no (laughs) i'm like if you can't have 100 percent capacity at like a pf chains or like a Panda Express, <laughs> like they're not gonna have a festival. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> Remember last year when we thought when everyone thought EDC was actually gonna happen? Oh, I was so positive. Like he was talking about how he was. Like, oh man, what a time. Anyways, we were we were so optimistic. It's fine. <laughs> I have faith, but I don't know with our governor. He's been strict from day one. The whole strip was closed for about ninety days. That's insane. Even yeah. the hotels that are open now, they're only open Thursday through Monday because they're not making a lot of money. It's super, it's such a catch 22. All my friends who worked on the strip lost their jobs. And like, I want the strip to be open so like people can work, but at the same time, like the virus, it's just, it's really hard. Yeah, I definitely feel that. My dad works on the strip. So it was a weird time. He was like, I've never had to be furloughed before. <laughs> I know it's crazy that I was filing for unemployment at so young. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Literally. Okay, well, getting back into it. So do you have any like changes that you would like to see in the EDM community? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spill the tea. Yeah. More representation um, with people of color. 
I feel like a lot of times, so let's say like a company, like they'll send me an outfit and I feel like it's more for them to feel good and I'll post content and it's good content. Then they never repost me. And I'm just like, why are you reposting me? It's quality content, it matches what your feed. So then it's just like really confusing. Or when I feel like they do post, you know, POC content creators, they post them at terrible times. And so it's just like, why did you post me at like six in the morning? Who's up at six in the morning? Yeah. Not getting any likes on this photo. And I feel like it's kind of in a way for them to be like, well, black doesn't sell. Like she only got this likes, but this white girl that got posted primetime at six o'clock on a Wednesday got all this likes. It's like, but you're not even putting us at like equal ground. Yeah. I feel or like Ashley yeah. was saying earlier, they you feel like they're just checking off the box that they posted a person of color. And they're like, yeah. okay, good mm-hmm. to go now. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. I, I have definitely felt that way. Get, I've seen brands get a little bit better, especially during the summer where it was like a whole like big, you know, thing of trying to post, you know, people of color on their page. And it has slowly trickled out. And I'm glad people have taken made brands accountable and I do kind of see it but there's some brands that are I have such mixed feelings with like Dolls Kills and Jeffree Star because I have so many content creators that I love talk so much shit about Dolls Kills and then they're right back at it again hashtagging Dolls Kills and it's just like oh okay like were you even really about the movement like what exactly dang honestly fuck jeffree star yeah someone who really should be canceled (laughs) i will hate that man till the day oh my gosh those memes though (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that oh my god my mom texted me and she's like bro did you see tmc So with, I think I also agree with, I think I saw a lot of brands be held accountable during the summer and then things kind of slowed down. I think we have to remember like things aren't over, still need to change and to hold each other accountable and to put the foot on the gas. So how is one way you think like we could hold each other accountable to like do better? Um, that's a good question. I definitely think like calling out people and you don't have to like call someone out in a bitchy way. Like you don't have to publicly go on your story. Like you could shoot someone a DM and be like, hey, like this made me feel uncomfortable. Other people may be feeling like uncomfortable about this. Um, Definitely just, I think like asking questions is a really good thing to make other people think because like you just like telling people like oh I feel uncomfortable be like why do you think I feel this and then to really be like you know what like I see why you feel this and I really imp- empathy empathize with you and like understand but just calling each other out but in a friendly way about it I agree you gotta don't call you out your shit <laughs> do you have any advice for <laughs> anyone who feels like they are not represented in the community? Yeah, um, be that 
the representation, you know, be that face and support other people that have, you know, your face and your complexion and really, you know, support them. I feel like there is a lot of times that they'll put like black and black content creators or Asian Asian content creators and they'll try to make it as like a competition in a way or try to compete like we're not in a competition with each other you know we're all supposed to like uplift and support each other you know what I've made mistakes you've made mistakes like I'm always willing to help you should be willing to help people you know the more I feel like the more I see someone succeed it makes me happy like seeing someone fail like that doesn't make me feel good so I agree also, another question I thought of, because we did a, we were talking to someone else about this earlier. Have you ever been like racially profiled at a show? Like, do you think like security would like check you harder or do you think any experiences I think it's different being that? a girl. Personally, I haven't had experience with it. I feel like I'm into white boys, but I feel like my white boyfriend, <laughs> like, like, um, checked but I think just because he's a guy but I think it would be different it'd be different since I'm a black girl compared if I was a black guy I feel like it would be more issues if I was a black guy because as being a girl I'm still quote-unquote like non-threatening so no for sure that's a very good point I didn't even think about me either stuff like that dang what a wild time we live in, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so do you have any uh, like fun camping festival stories or a favorite camping um, festival you've been to? I've only done one camping festival, Nocturnal Wonderland, um, 2019, the year before the virus. <laughs> um, and that was such a great experience just because being there with other like campers like my neighbors were like cool I made great connections with people the water pressure and everything was like great you just have to be oh that's good that's impressive (laughs) yeah um the only thing I guess like my little camping like festival story is the second day um we go back to the tent it's just me and my boyfriend we go back to the tent I'm like okay like I'm gonna shower and we're gonna like walk around the campgrounds and like do everything we need to do because today's the last day I take a shower and I go back and he's passed out clothes on shoes on he just passed out in the tent and I was like are you serious and I was like well I'm not gonna go to sleep like I'm lit right now like let's go so I just walked the campgrounds by myself and I met like people I did like hoop shows for people just like hanging out like this cool like couple and we ended up like go they have food trucks in campground so like we got like food truck together and like had late night snack together so it was super fun like leaving him and kind of doing my own thing and like exploring by myself (laughs) I love that (laughs) wait so how long have you and your boyfriend been together it'll be three years in March wow and he's a (laughs) raver too yeah I got him into raving I actually met him on tinder oh wow that's a successful story (laughs) how was getting into like did he listen to EDM music before he met you or how was the process of like getting him into raving 
he like listened so he's old he's an old man he's 32 so he's not that old so like he oh God, always I was gonna like, say like 70 <laughs> sugar daddy <laughs> <laughs> um so he always was into like super techno like techno no words like super early 2000s so he has like some cds of like some techno tracks i'm like okay i see That's so hot. but he never <laughs> on a cd too <laughs> and then i'm a bass head like i love dubstep and i don't think he thought there was any other subgenres besides techno and house and so when i just started listening to just music around him he'd be like this is really good and he'd be like this is edm and i'd be like yeah it's edm <laughs> it's just a subgenre because <laughs> we're like headbanging he's like what is this <laughs> And then one night um, we ended partaking in some substances and went on YouTube and just watched literally like every EDC live stream. And then he's just been hooked ever since. <laughs> yeah, that. that's a good story. That's a cute story. <laughs> You're lucky because some people and their significant others can't get into it. So he's a good. Converted. I can never date a guy who wasn't a raver. Well, That's you don't okay. have to worry about that. Like, I need my rave bay. Like, I need to take you to a show with me. Like, I just feel like that. Like, raving is such a big a part of my identity now. Yeah, I'm for sure. <laughs> Dating someone who wasn't into the culture. That is so true. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? Ooh, okay. I have a couple. I always have like a top five because you know i don't know why <laughs> um but currently right now um nitty gritty he's super good he's super bassy but he also has a nice house side um rez i love space mom i've seen her at red rocks in colorado amazing that was such a good show my boyfriend surprised me with vip seats and that was incredible <laughs> it's a great friend um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Res, Drulu, and San Holo. I love San Holo so much. Stay vibrant, everyone. He's a great artist. Um, Sudden Death. And I love Snails. Every time Snails does a tour, like I'm always there. He's a really mm -hmm. good artist. Yeah. <laughs> we love San Holo. We've seen him so many times. I, I just always feel in a better mood after listening to him. Yeah, I love. It. Have you seen his um, EDC 2019 set? It's on YouTube. It's like so majestic, and then he'll like randomly like stop showing the crowd and just have like birds and mountains, and it'll be like you're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. Like that. <laughs> I know I'm like crying. <laughs> okay, so what are like some of your favorite shows that you've been to? Ooh, okay. My favorite show that I went to, I guess, here in Vegas, it was like a foam wonderland. And just the venue was super cool. It was like, it was outside. It was an amphitheater. I think it was the Clark County Amphitheater. And it had a great lineup. It was the first time I saw Blonson Blondes. I fell in love with him. The Venture Club was there. Love them. I don't know who else was there, but he was really good. And just the vibes there were great. And there was an after party, which was epic, hosted an after party Ooh. at a whole another location. 
and that was super fun it was kind of weird because Epic wasn't on the original lineup like I just don't know if he was just in Vegas that night and they're like let's just make it an after party <laughs> like, it was probably like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that was just a really fun night doing that and then going to the after party and Eptic's always a good artist he always throws down I love Eptic we've never been to an after party like a rave one that was my first one you we know, definitely need to so tired. <laughs> I know we're always suck. dead. It does kind of suck like waiting in line and like doing security all over again. But besides that, whatever. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Do you have a least favorite set you've ever seen? Ooh. Mm. Dude, people are going to be so mad at me when I see <laughs> it. Oh, okay. I'm ready for Elenium. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, it was Elenium. It was like San Diego. They have like a New Year show, OMFG. And I drove from Vegas. I was so into Elenium at the time. Like I was like 100% obsessed. I was like, Nick is life. And I went to that show and I was just very disappointed his transitions were trash like I feel like he really just couldn't combine like his good music with like heavy like dubstep or heavy bass like it just wasn't good and honestly I had a really bad time at that show which sucks because like I know people were like hard like Elenium fans she is so that's no I'm not <laughs> I'm sorry no I'm not like a hardcore psycho one there are definitely yeah. some where I'm like we gotta go I enjoy the music sometimes, but I'm not going to say obsessed. Let's not go there. Sorry. <laughs> like his singles, like Hearts on Fire, he came out, was really good. Okay, guys, it was good. But just that one set I saw from him, like, I don't think I'll ever see him live ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Do you have like I'm gonna a get unfollowed for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a favorite festival memory? Um <clears throat> yes, probably meeting my best friend. Her name's Kaya. She lives in Minnesota. And I've met the greatest people at Spring Awakening. I think it was Spring Awakening 2016. And I went with my ex at the time and she's with her and her boyfriend, her whole crew. And the very first day, 20 minutes into the festival, I ran into her and her crew and we just hit it up. We were just like best friends. We hung out for the rest of the night, exchanged phone numbers, hung out for the second and third day and just kept in touch. And then the following year, we ended up getting an Airbnb all together. And ever since then, we've met up and went to shows. So we've done um, Spring Awakening twice. We've done EDC together and then Ubby Dubby. Aww. And so like every summer, we're like, what festival are we meeting up like this year? What house are we getting? So she's my soul sister. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's so cute. That's like us. I know. Wait, so which Arizona shows have you been to? I've only been to Phoenix Lights got you that's crazy though that we met right before you're coming back that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah for sure we have to do something yeah it's a sign 
(laughs) (laughs) Do you have any crazy or weird festival stories? Yeah. Because you guys like sent me some of the questions before and I was like, I don't know if I should reveal this or not, but I'm just going to do it. Reveal it. It's not really, it's more of an embarrassing story for me. (laughs) So I was waiting in line for EDC to go on the shuttles. And every year I take the shuttles and typically they're not bad, but there was that one year. I don't know what year it is, but if you you know what year about it. (laughs) (laughs) And we literally waited for like two hours to even just get on the shuttle to go to EDC and I figured that I would be, it would just be quick, like whatever. So me just being young and dumb and trying to have fun, get super drunk. I'm like blacked out drunk. So I think I'm just going to get a quick security check. I'm going to go on the shuttle and get some food. I didn't eat all day. And I'm standing in line for two hours, drunk, like so nauseous. It's hot in Vegas. It's like over hundred degrees. It's that nighttime. It's hundred degrees. I finally get on the bus and I throw up. (laughs) I'm so glad that I had a bag with me, but I threw up three times and the third time I missed the bag. (laughs) So I had to throw up all over me (laughs) going into EDC. (laughs) So it was probably a really weird experience for anyone around me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That would happen to me. I'm so so happy I didn't get kicked off the bus though. did yeah that is very lucky and that would so help me you get car sick like i get car sick even when i'm not drunk <laughs> so oh my god i don't know what it is but literally the moment i sat in my seat i was just like here it comes <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. finally get in yeah do you have any um oh yeah what are your favorite small businesses besides we know rolita couture <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm really obsessed with Nomad Candy right now. I'm wearing one of her necklaces. She's been killing the necklace game and it's great price, great quality. Um, Lit Unicorns, this is the wig by them. They have really good wigs. Yeah, that looks so good. Thank you. And they're super easy to style. Um, Those two, I'm trying to think who I've really been into recently. Sorry, I'm like, for some reason, I'm getting so congested right now. Um, Freedom Ravewear, they're a good brand. I like their swim collection a lot. And then Brit Blossoms. I love all her like fuzzy ears and like fuzzy um, earrings. I just feel like it really makes the look just come together. I agree. I love, I need to make a purchase from them. Yes, same. Everyone's been talking about Brits recently. I need some earrings. I want the ones that hide them, the stuff. <laughs> the stuff ones, yeah. If so you need to um, party Perry, you're going to do a little plug. Say, <laughs> 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 I was watching your Instagram the other day and I love that you call everyone. You're like, hey, partiers. And I was like, I love this. Yay, good, good. I just feel like it makes sense. Like I've always wanted to call my following something and this part of yours makes sense. So but yeah, you, you like- need to make a YouTube channel for your drunk um your drunk kitchen series. Okay. 
Definitely. If you make content, I'll make the channel. <laughs> there you go. That's how we're gonna hold each other. Dude, no, Heike, I'm gonna take your class. <laughs> Please, yeah, and it's gonna be super cheap. Like, dude, I'm, I'm gonna not do like hundreds of dollars, like especially for some stuff. Like, it's free knowledge. I'm just here to give you the tools to make yourself successful. You're not gonna pay like a like two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to what? take good photos no mm -mm. no i'm all I'm for it <laughs> i love that you're helping and supporting i'll be there yeah. yay good yes. <laughs> awesome and do you have any goals or resolutions for this year yes it's so crazy um january has been a great month for me i've put in the universe that i wanted to be on a podcast and literally like three days after I said that in the world, Jordan, you messaged me and you're like, will you be on my podcast? I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate like- What the fuck? So crazy. <laughs> I have stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's insane. <laughs> and then make more money. Um, I just got a promotion from my job. I applied for that position like in November and I was like, I didn't get it, whatever, I'll move on. And the first week of January, they're like, are you still interested? And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> Yay, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, getting into law school is definitely one of them to be like official, go back to school again. Um, be more mindful and present in my relationships. I definitely can get caught up on my phone because being, you know, influencer, quote unquote. But I want to spend more like valuable time, especially with my boyfriend. Like I actually left his house and came to my mom's house to do this because a lot of the things that I do, I just do in front of him and he just plays his games and like, yeah, we're together, but it's not valuable time. Yeah. So like valuable time together and him not just watching me take photos or me just like watch him play video games <laughs> oh those are all good so that's i think really that's it and be more into hooping um i kind of stopped i was super into it and in the past i guess three or four months i just kind of stopped i just wasn't in line with me at the time <laughs> so i was feel that. hooping again amazing yeah wow well i look forward Inspiring. to seeing more hooping videos from you i love them i'm like dang maybe i should hoop but that's a lot of no actually have you seen it dude i've always thought about doing this i don't know what it's called i'm gonna sound so stupid <laughs> they're like the they're like the s light up s's i think they're called like um, <clears throat> i honestly don't know what they're called but i know what you're talking about it is shaped like an s and you just like i want to do it so bad i really think about it what are they called? Um, it's very like not English, <laughs> but I really, maybe I should do that. New Year's resolution. There you go. Add it to the list. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Perry, for coming on the podcast. I am so happy that like you manifested this and that we had the chance to talk to you. And uh, yeah, this is amazing. Plug yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so where can people find you? Um, so at names Party Perry, um, two Y's at the end of Perry, Instagram and TikTok. Those are the only two really platforms that I have. Um, look out for my 
it's the course is called so you want to be a content creator um that will be launching sometime in march i haven't picked a day yet but it will be launching for y'all um and that's really that's it my name's gary (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much perry and guys we will be right back stay where you are And that wraps up this week's episode. I can't believe we made it. We made it through Black History Month and our four ravers. Thank you so much, Party Perry, for coming on and wrapping up the month with us. And again, thank you to all of our Black creators and ravers who were on all of our previous episodes. We both had so much fun getting to do this and it was something that was really important to me to give a voice to black creators, especially during this month. Um, So just thank you to everyone who reached out, listened to the episodes, it meant a lot. Yeah, I agree. I got to learn so much this month, not only from the music that we did on the Instagram, but also some of the small businesses. And I like reached out and DM'd a bunch of them and it was really cool um yeah it was a cool month I really enjoyed it but we have to do our songs of the week before we wrap things up tonight if you would like to go first yes let's get into it so my first one is going to be lol with Jean Ferris and green velvet talk about a dance party my (laughs) next one is emotion by ts7 And my last one is going to be Move Your Body, Marshall Johnson and Solero. Banger. Classic. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my three songs of the week. The first one, um, Jordan, if you know, do you know the song? It's David and Geta and Rihanna, who's that chick from years ago. Yeah, early okay, 2000s. <laughs> yeah, dude, everyone I've been showing like doesn't know it. And I'm like, I don't trust you. So I'm glad you know it. I was in like middle school when that song came out. Are you kidding? <laughs> Probably less than that. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> then I went with God Loves Ugly, the remix by Atmosphere, Zed's Dead, and Subtronics. This song just puts me in Casey's body. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm mopping the grass I don't know (laughs) like I just get Casey vibes when I listen to it and then Jordan added this song recently Poison by Sunburn love it (laughs) talk about a dance party and those are our songs of the week and our new episode this Thursday if you want to listen to previous episodes and to follow along with the podcast you can listen on all major streaming platforms but you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Apple Play. Uh, My socials on everything are going to be Phaseology. Um, Our Instagram's at the Not Your Normal cast, at the Not Your Normal cast. Twitter's going to be at Not Your Normal. All of my socials are Jordi Christina with two A's at the end. Thank you so much for listening. Go share, like, subscribe, follow along. And as always, go be your non-normal self. And we will see you next Thursday.